You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. We remember uh, it wasn't that long ago when all of a sudden online gambling uh, became legal and uh, many people uh, jumping on board. You see it everywhere uh, if you're watching sports, certainly even embedded into the programming itself. But what about gambling sites, both licensed and unlicensed, being used to launder money. Let's bring in Moshe Lander, Senior Economist Lecturer with Concordia University, and here now. Moshe, thank you for the time. I hope you're well. I am. Thank you very much. So tell us, how do criminals use online gaming or gambling to to launder money? It's not really different than using a conventional bank account. You have one side that puts money into the account, and then you have somebody else takes money directly out of that account, masking it to look like winnings. And so really, if you're not paying attention to what's actually going on in that account, uh, say like the gambling site that's that's monitoring the account, if they're not catching what's going on or who's moving the money or where the money's coming from, if they're dressing it up as winning, uh, it's pretty easy to launder money. So in one side, safe bets going out? Um, it's not even necessarily that you're betting. It's merely a matter of that you buy, say, like a, a you got the account. debit card. Yeah, and it's yeah. just that you're using it as the vehicle to put money in. So if you have a, a gambling account, let's say, you could deposit money into your account for the purpose of betting. And then after you bet, you can withdraw your winnings. Right. Um, the gambling site isn't watching whether you actually use the money to bet or not. So let's say, make it even simpler. Let's just say you deposited the money into account and then you had a change of heart and said, ah, you know what, I need that money to go buy uh, dinner tonight. So it's deposited and withdrawn. Um, but if that money is coming from illegal gains, and then the person that's taking it out is not the same person that put it in. You, you've got money laundering happening. And it's, 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 it's exactly because nobody's really watching what's going on in those accounts. Could we not see this coming before we legalized all of this? I mean, were we prepared? It could have been seen. We weren't prepared. Um, you know, the, the fact is that it's always the criminal that's one step ahead of law enforcement, right? So even if you try and close this loophole and say the only way you can withdraw money is from actually using the money for betting purposes, uh, how many legitimate gamblers is this going to race off uh, that don't want that pressure put on them, that they have to use the money? Uh, and criminals are just going to say, all right, where else are people not watching? Because that's where criminal activity operates, is where people aren't watching them. So they'll just look for the next uh, available opportunity. Is this just the cost of doing business if you're in this, if you're in this industry? It is. You could raise that cost by saying that, all right, we're now going to put onus on the gambling website to, to provide some sort of information. Uh, mm. But sometimes that information comes after the fact, right? And so what's accomplished by telling you after the fact that a now closed account was used to launder money? You could place limits on how much money can go through. But even there, criminals are going to say, all right, you're telling me that I can only deposit $50 at a time. If I want to launder a million dollars, then all that means is that I have to do a lot of transactions. And guess what? They're going to hire some grunt who's going to sit there all day and deposit 50, withdraw 50, deposit 50, withdraw 50. So you're always going to have a problem with this. Uh, I think it's just one of those things that uh, even if you close down gambling, then it's going to become mainstream bank accounts where maybe people aren't watching as closely. So uh, the fact that there is so many accounts and so much money changing hands, uh, is it that easy? To some extent, right? Um, and it sometimes becomes a problem of just the largeness of the number of accounts that it just yeah. becomes impossible to supervise. Uh, but, you know, we, we don't seem to have that problem as much within the conventional banking sector. We don't seem to have that problem as much within, say, e-trading and online buying and selling of shares. So 
it might just be that in the newness of all of this, uh, they haven't put in place the safeguards uh, and the reporting responsibilities and the possible fines that come with allowing this activity to uh, operate. So I think it's one of those things that you're going to see now law enforcement try and catch up with the criminals and close loopholes and just say, all right, now come up with your next plan. Um, this talks about licensed and unlicensed sites. Are there that many unlicensed sites out there? Well, technically, anything that's offshore is unlicensed, right? If you're right. gambling in Canada or if you're gambling in Ontario, for example, then not only does it have to be to a licensed site, but it actually has to be in Ontario. So uh, if you go outside of Ontario, say, into Quebec and try and use your Ontario gambling site, it's going to say, sorry, I can tell that you're not in Ontario. You're not gambling unless you want to use a VPN. But notice that criminals would have no problems using a VPN to mask where they are as a way to try and access the site out of, out of the jurisdiction. Is this any different than what we see going on in casinos where money is being laundered it's, it, it, when we expanded all of that? No, money laundering is money laundering, right? It's merely taking illegal gotten gains and trying to whiten it up and make it look good. So wherever you can find somebody that's not paying attention, you're going to see money laundering happen. It's just a matter of that each time somebody's alerted to, hey, were you looking over here? Um, that's what I mean. We close that loophole and then it's just where else are people not looking? We cannot have prying eyes in all corners of all websites of all activity 24 7 and and so it's always going to exist uh and you can bet that what's happening is that criminal activity is saying we can do this now but they've already scoped out what their next site is going to be or what their next activity is going to be because they anticipate that at some point they are going to get caught out and so that's why they're always one step ahead of law enforcement uh, gambling industry, uh, especially uh, vulnerable because of this lack of over oversight. Um, there might be a short-term backlash, but I think that that genie is now out of bottle, and it's not going to be put back in. It's going to be maybe tightened up, and it's going to be maybe made a little more foolproof. But it's going to be impossible to clean up any more than it's impossible to clean up the, the conventional banking sector. That you're always going to hear the occasional scandal that pops up here or there. Um, I don't even know that there's necessarily the appetite to try and rein in gambling now that everybody's realized that it hasn't caused the disintegration of society and it hasn't caused quite the problems that people might have uh, predicted 20 years ago. Then it really is just a matter of, all right, let's work within the existing system rather than try and overthrow it entirely. So there's no real reason to remove this or, or uh, change it in any way other than, of course, adding these security provisions. Right. And it, it's understanding then that, you know, there's going to be certain responsibility then that comes maybe on the gambler themselves is that you have to disclose where your originating site comes from, or it has to come from one of the big six banks within the, the country here, or that the money can only be withdrawn to a designated site where it's verified that it's not from illegal gotten gains, right? But uh, again, other than raising the cost, uh, there's really nothing that's going to be done about that. And the only thing to watch for is that if you raise the cost, that's probably going to affect things like the payouts, right? So you know that gambling is not $1 comes in and $1 goes out. There's money that's being uh, shaved off for the people running the sites so that they right. can pay their bills. What might happen is if you start raising their costs, they're going to say, all right, the spread between winning and losing bets might have to get a little wider because we now have this extra cost. That might scare off some gamblers to go to unlicensed sites or go elsewhere where maybe nobody cares quite as much about it. So that's one of the things, too, that is going to have to be considered because this has now become a source of revenue for provincial governments. Your thoughts, uh, Moshe, on how this is all uh, expanded? I mean, it just seems once it was announced, it, it's, it's exploded. You, you virtually see it on every sports broadcast in some way, very much embedded into it. What are your thoughts on how this has flourished? 
you know, this is the nature of any new industry that pops up. So whether it's the tech industry or whether it's the gambling industry, right, there's this instant race. It's almost like the Wild West that everybody's just mm. running to stake ground. I think at the end of the day, the problem is that there's only going to be one, maybe two gambling sites because part of the way this works is much the same way financial markets work. If you have one market that can provide all services to all people, that gives them scale and that gives them kind of the ability to spread their costs among the greatest number of people. So what's happening right now is that they're competing with each other to see which one's going to be the survivor or which two might be the survivors. And that's why they're moving so aggressively is they want to just bombard you until the point that you say, I can only use this site or I can only use that site because uh, that's the place to be. And so that's why they were even hiring athletes to basically almost violate the, the code that uh, even though you're not supposed to gamble, you can somehow promote gambling, even though you're not doing it yourself. Moshe Lander with a senior economist lecturer with Concordia University talking about online gambling sites and how they are used by those wanting to launder money. As always, Moshe, thank you for the time. Be well. Anytime. Happy back soon. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.